Hey there, thank you so much for listening to Something Super Spiritual. My name is Jeffrey Peck, and I am a psychic medium. If you are seeking conversation with loved ones on the other side, or discussion about spirituality, life after life, and anything in between, join me as we discuss all things spirit. We are collectively experiencing a spiritual awakening right now and recognizing that we are much, much more than we once believed. We don't die and life doesn't end. We are eternal spiritual beings living in this crazy 3D virtual world of existence. Let's talk about it. Welcome to Something Super Spiritual Podcast, Dean. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you for having me, Jeff. It's great to be here. Dina DeCastro has been a professional astrologer since 1998. She provides one-on-one readings as well as mentorship for those who want to learn astrology. She holds a double master's degree in English and spiritual traditions. Her astrology articles have been featured in the Mountain Astrologer magazine, and she publishes regular posts on current events in astrology at her website. Dina enjoys exploring the ways that astrology can help us in our daily lives and offers grounded and practical information in her readings and teachings. And that is so true. That is exactly what I experienced with you in all of those sessions. It was very down to earth. I understood everything you were speaking of. And everybody, I want you to know Dina DeCastro. Dina is amazing. I have worked with her what do you think? About three or four years now? Yeah, it's been about it's been that. About yeah, three or four years. I I I, I hooked up with Dina uh, for the initial like sole purpose reading, just kind of getting a, a feeling of of what my chart says about me, what the energies <laughs> are in play with who I am and where everything sits. And ever since then, I have met with Dina every year in October just to kind of gauge the next year's transits and energies that are going to be in play to kind of give me a sense of my own road ahead. You know, it's like, what's where are the opportunities for smooth sailing? Where are the moments where there's might be a little bit of wind or thunder, you know? (laughs) Tell us a little bit about baby Dina. How did baby Dina come into astrology and where did that spark the, that inner fire? Yeah, I, you know, I was raised in a household with two parents who were very, um, you know, they were kind of hippie bohemian. They were very open to astrology, tarot, um, mystical and esoteric subjects. And that's what was on our bookshelves. I love that. Yeah, it was. Well, it took a turn, but (laughs) that's where it started. And that's where I got the bug like very early. I just remember when I was five and six, you know, I was an early reader um, and I started to gravitate toward astrology books very early, like just because, you know, I'd open it up and I was fascinated by the planets and the pictures of the different Zodiac symbols. And I started to read about it. Um, My parents split up when I was six and my dad continued to be very open-minded about all of that stuff. But my mom, um, became a fundamentalist Christian. And then all of that stuff became, you know, the dark arts, right? I understand that. Yep. <laughs> Dabbling in the dark arts, as I'm sure you've been accused of as well. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yep. And uh, so for that chunk of my childhood from like six to 16, then it was Christian fundamentalism was, was what ruled our household. But I always felt the interest in astrology. I, that never went away and tarot. Um, and I even had to hide it from my mom at certain points. And then she eventually came back around (laughs) to kind of her core self, which I really, you know, she was a mystic in the sense that she was very spiritually seeking. Mm -hmm. She uh, came back around to being open to those same things that you know, we started on the path with, and she even encouraged me in my youth and my early twenties to, to study astrology and to practice with charts and um, all of that. So, I mean, I just had this really early interest in it, excuse me, which, you know, I, I can attribute for my own belief system to a past life, um, you know, immersion in this 
And I, I don't say that to give me more credence or to say, oh, I've, you know, I was deemed an astrologer because I was an astrologer in a past life. But I do think that we are drawn to the things that we uh, have walked on the path with in many lifetimes. We sure. keep being redrawn back into these things. Sure. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how I explain it to myself. You know, it's like, why was I so passionate about it from the beginning? Why did I have this interest that would not go away? And then when I look back at my life, you know, especially early life, there was a lot of reason to not um, keep following this path with it. Right. Right. When then did you, because you went to, you went to college and you have these two fabulous degrees. Mm-hmm. So when in your journey did you make that decision? Like, you know, this is, this is the path I'm going down that, that astrology yeah. is, that's where my, that's the magnetism in your, in your life. So w- when did that happen? How did that happen? Yeah. I mean, in high school, I, there, there have always been two paths, which are, you know, for me, a passion for writing and literature and creative writing and English. And that's what I got my traditional uh, schooling in. I got my BA and my MA in, in English, one of my MAs. And I I never thought I would be a professional astrologer when I was very young. I thought I'm going to be an English teacher. And that just seemed like the practical thing to do, the kind of easy thing to do, mm-hmm. you know, especially as a woman, it's, it's seen as, okay, you could just be a teacher, right? Mm-hmm. So I did that. Um, and I got those degrees and I, I got a job teaching English um, and basic writing at a community college. And I did that for several years, but I, I was also doing an astrology business on the side uh, that was very part-time at first, you know, a client here and there. And this was 22 years ago, you know, or more when that started. Um, gosh, now it's going on 24 as the time flies. Yes. Um, so, so I was doing it part time up until about 10 years ago okay. and it just, you know, it became more and more my identity mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I felt this constant pull toward it. And it came to a point where I did have to choose. It was that job as the teacher, uh, was pulling me, um, one way and my astrology career was pulling me the other way. And I had to choose because if I, I couldn't give enough to either one right? and it was just continually frustrating me. During that period. And I ask this because with my own path to Mm -hmm. to mediumship, there was this internal calling that I just couldn't Mm -hmm. ignore. I just couldn't ignore Mm -hmm. it. Uh, yeah. And the and during that that calling, you know, heaven knocks on your front door. If you don't answer it, they go around to the back door. If you don't answer that, they're <laughs> right at the windows. You know, so so and the synchronicities that happen in during that yeah. period. So during that period, the synchronicities that were taking place for you, I imagine, obviously led you towards astrology. But like, what yeah. were the signals for you where you're like, okay, this is where I'm going, all in. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a process from about you know, the first few years of my uh, career in, in the early 2000s with astrology, I had put it out there just to spirit, like, bring me a teacher, you know, bring me someone who can mentor me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and who can guide me. Cause I don't, you know, I felt that there was some missing pieces mm-hmm. to my understanding of astrology. And um, I started out in very much the traditional you know, way of, of reading, not traditional astrology so much, but as like, you describe a person through their chart and that's, then you just tell a person what they are and that's what it is. Right. right. And that's, that's something was not working there for me. So I went to an astrology conference and I saw, um, this, uh, speaker and teacher named Stephen Forrest, who's a pretty well-known astrologer. Yes. And he had an apprenticeship program. And I started going to that and it was, it was like things kept showing up, leading me to the next place of learning for me. Yep. Yep. It's like when the, when the student is ready, the teacher arrives. That is exactly right. Yeah. And, and you also have to be willing to take the risk. Like there was some risk involved for me in, you know, going to the conferences and, you know, taking time away from work and spending time on this. Cause it wasn't 
at that point, like a fruitful business for me, you know? So there was that I had to put up front, you know, uh, my time and resources Mm -hmm. to do that. And I think that's something I would like to impart to anybody who's doing this kind of work. Like there, there often is that deal you, you have to make in a way that you're willing to, you know, put some skin in the game, so to speak, like you're willing to take that first step, even though it's a risk, even though you don't feel that guarantee of success necessarily right away. Completely, Yeah. You just have to, but you know, because that's how, you know, it's a real calling Mm -hmm. because Uh it won't let you stop. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It won't let you not do it. Yep. Um, So I did that and I followed that path and, and he is um, kind of the, the instigator of this branch of astrology called evolutionary astrology, which involves, uh, or is about our relationship to our past lives and karmic patterns as they come into this life. And it is based on the principle that we evolve and we grow and our charts can help us to understand how to do that. That's awesome. So that unlocked like so much for me, you know, and my understanding of it. Yeah. And you know, it, 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 that's one of the things that I just totally appreciated with your style and your delivery because old school astrology seemed more cause and effect. Like, like, mm-hmm. you know, you're this because of this and and this happened, you know, and it's because of this planet here or this symbol here, you know, whatever. But, but with you, it's more, um, uh, well, like you said, evolutionary, but, but you, you, you discuss like the, the archetypes that are uh, in play and the, the metaphors that, you know, that are ringing in that period. And yeah. it just really, um, it, it just makes so much more sense. Right. Yeah. Talk more about the evolutionary aspect because that is, yeah. it's fascinating. Yeah. It really is uh, based on the idea of choice and free will and that we can choose um, if we want to work on ourselves, if we want to grow, or if we want to stay closed and stubborn and try to, you know, not have to endure any discomfort. I mean, Mm -hmm. we make choices around that all the time every day, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what the chart can help you understand is, you know, like when you're looking at a forecast reading, which are the kind of readings that that you've had with me the last couple of times, it's here are the ways that your soul wants you to grow right now. Right. Here's some more words to understand how that's happening and why it's happening, but you get to choose if you want to work with those forces of change, or if you want to fight them, mm-hmm. or if you want to, again, stay closed and in stasis. Right? right. And I mean, it's comfortable at first, you know, for most of us, we think it's going to be comfortable anyway, to want to just keep things as they are. And that's the human challenge, right? Is to keep opening up to change, keep trying to grow, keep digging deeper, keep trying to understand ourselves. And astrology is the kind of astrology that this is, you know, the evolutionary astrology is how to work with those forces of change rather than uh, closing down mm-hmm. and just putting it in a box and saying, well, you know, a Pluto trans is happening. I guess my life's just going to be chaos and sucky for the next three years. You know, right, right. it's just, there are things you can do about it. You know, there are things that you can do. And that's as an astrologer, what I try to help you with is to know what, you know, how to work with it because yeah, some of these energies are challenging, mm-hmm. you know, that come into our lives and our lives show that, right. Yes. We sometimes I'll look at, you know, somebody's going through a really tough time in their life and I'll see it reflected in the astrology. Mm-hmm. You know, they're having a bunch of, like you say, squares or things going on of that yep. nature that are challenges, right? Yep. And but then the the empowering part is then I can tell the person, oh, well, from an evolutionary perspective, you have a choice in how you deal with this. You can choose um, to work on yourself in this in these specific ways. You can choose to take on these specific challenges head on rather than letting things happen to you. Yes. Right. With just a blind sense of, I don't know what's going on. I just give up. Right. Which we can all feel Ooh, it sometimes. Totally. Right. 
And that's just like, I have total compassion for that. Cause I feel that too. Sometimes you just feel like when you're in a hard time in your life, you're powerless oh, or you're, you're a victim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, um, the astrology, uh, helps you to understand like, how can I take some of the reins in this myself? Yes. What can I do? Completely. Right. Yeah. It's very empowering. Well, let me go back for me in mm-hmm. 2008, you know, in the two thousands, I did mortgages and in 2008, there was the global crash. You know, yeah. I went down in flames with all of it. I lost everything. I lost my career, my income, my house to foreclosure, my car to repossession, bankruptcy. I lost a, a, a 10 year relationship all at the same time. Wow. And looking back, I mean, it felt, I felt victimized. You know, I felt like oh, what is happening here uh, from a higher perspective. When the universe pulls that rug, there's a reason, you know, things are no longer working for you. Things are no longer in your best and highest good. Mm -hmm. And here's why. So to have that information from the chart, like you're describing, like, okay, this is the potential, but here's how you can work with it. And here's how you can focus on what will empower you to really be strong about it rather than in this place of, oh, why me? Right. Yeah, it's really it takes you out of the pity party place. Yes. And into it can, you know, take you into now what can I do about this that I have control of within myself? Completely. Um and also like how can you reframe it for yourself so that it doesn't feel maybe as devastating or as victimizing? Um Absolutely. It it can help to depersonalize it a little bit. Yeah, and it helps you change it shifts the narrative, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It shifts that narrative in it, within you from the negative talk to the potential talk. Yes. And and that's really exciting. That's really exciting. Yeah. And within so within this it, it rang a bell earlier you were talking about the evolution and the learning and growing and the choices and the options. Mm -hmm. But that brought me back to what you had talked about in my first session, where my nodes were, Mm -hmm. because you've done a lot of work with the North node and the South node. And I just found that to be such enlightening information for me personally. It just rang every bell on my insides. Like, oh, it makes so much sense. So talk a little bit about the the nodes and what they mean and how they help. So the nodes are uh, these two points on the chart and they're called the North and the South node. And the South node relates to the karmic patterns that uh, we are born with that we're bringing in from the past lives. Uh, And that is, you know, I, karma is a pretty loaded word. You know, we think of karma Mm -hmm. in the West and of Uh, kind of an inaccurate way, a lot of times as punishment for something you did, you know, or in, Mm -hmm. in a past life. And that's not how I mean, karma or karmic patterns, really what karma is in this sense that we're talking about in terms of the nodes is that it's cause and effect. We, we experience something in a past lifetime. It sets certain things into motion for our soul, but also in this life, we don't want to keep retreading the same patterns and lessons we were learning in the past, the, the idea is to move forward yes, and to move away from those entrenched patterns or else we don't evolve, right? That's right. hence the name yes. evolutionary astrology. We don't grow. That's it. Right. We can stay stuck. So it's also, I mean, paradoxically it, that South node sign and house, if you know your chart, if you know what house it's in can tell you like, that's where you feel really comfortable but also can get stuck. It's like a gravitational pull, you know, that's, that constantly draws you there because it's where you're comfy and cozy and you know how to do it. And you've done it a million times in a million other lifetimes. The challenge is in this life, the North node is about what you are here to learn because you haven't experienced it before your soul. It's new to your soul. Right. Right. And that's always going to feel a little scary and unfamiliar and challenging and not comfortable. Mm -hmm. But the whole premise of what we've been talking about is if you want to evolve, you're going to have to move toward what's uncomfortable. Completely. And so that North node in the chart gives you a, a guide post for what to move toward, what qualities to try to embody 
you know, by the sign of the house that it's in. Yes. That can help you to do that. Yeah. It, you know, it, it just speaks, it speaks to like when we are in difficult times, mm-hmm. whether it's a, a, a really difficult relationship or a really difficult career and we felt the pangs of, you know, this just isn't working anymore. And I know I got to get out. But the known of the pain in that discomfort is more comfortable than the fear yes. of making new decisions and moving forward and getting out and like, you know, spreading your wings. Right. Well, I mean, think of it like in terms of, you know, we know this principle in psychology as like for children who have been in an abusive home or abusive family dynamics that we often recreate those patterns in our adult lives, even though it's painful. Like, why would you do that? The answer is you don't consciously do it. You're not, you know, it's not really a conscious choice unless you start bringing that material to consciousness. That's when you can change it. Yes. But you first have to be able to see what happened and what part you now are playing in recreating it. And the same is true for this, this karmic stuff that we can be very unaware, you know, especially in our early lives as to what those patterns are and why we keep getting caught in the, you know, the riptides of those patterns. Mm-hmm. And, and then we have to work on ourselves and go deeper to see what they are and to understand them. And astrology is one really powerful tool for, for seeing that, for bringing yes. it to conscious awareness. Yes. Going back then, uh, you were teaching. Mm-hmm. Now you have developed a course where you're teaching astrology. Mm-hmm. And that is super exciting. That's pretty new, isn't it? Yeah, I've been, you know, uh, kind of yes and no, but the form that it in is in now is new. And I have done various structures of teaching astrology uh, one-on-one with people, you know, giving tutors, tutor, I used to call them tutorials in astrology, tutoring people going back probably about 15 years. Um, and I would sometimes give many classes and workshops and things of that nature, especially like in the two thousands. And now what it has become is, uh, I'm working with a small group of people and they each get my one-on-one time over a three month period. And, you know, I just do it in three month increments, but uh, people can always continue to work with me, but it's basically, we choose uh, a focus set of things they want to work on a focus set of topics based on where they're at in their astrology studies. Okay. So that was um, going to be my next question. So are yeah. they, are they all newbies or are they in the, in the middle somewhere or like, yeah, most are, you know, have some, at least the basics Mm-hmm. an awareness of that, like planets, signs, and houses, Yes, but they're looking to take those skills to the next level to be able to do readings for people, which is that leap, as you know, being a reader, it's a huge leap yes. from understanding how to do this stuff to then sitting in front of a person Yes, and going, okay, I've got to have the goods now. <laughs> You know, know, it's, it is, that's where a lot of people get deer in the headlights moment, right? Um, Yes. Oh my gosh, what do I do? You know? So some people are there. I do even though have some students or, you know, mentorship clients who are um, actual, who have been astrology readers for a few years or so, and are just wanting some coaching on how to really get clearer on what they're doing how they're working with clients and, and things like that. And it's just good to talk to a, an astrologer who's further down the road with it, right? you know, and has some more experience. So I have a wide variety of, of skill levels. That's of awesome. People. Yeah. Yeah. So you are their version of, of your Steven. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I, I feel a bit daunted to say that. Um, I guess so. I mean, and I've had, you know, Stephen was, was a huge mentor for me and I've had a couple other mentors along the way early on. I had a woman named Paula Benton who was an astrologer here and she kind of took me by the hand and, um, showed me the nuts and bolts of things of a very, like in the first couple of years of my practicing so I, I am grateful to mentors. I want to pass that on to people in a, in a very 
individualized and connected way. Totally. Because I think that's how we learn best. I agree. You know, is like when you're really serious about something, and I'm sure you have your mentors too, Mm -hmm. you need that kind of mentorship with someone that you trust that you feel is like, oh, I want to be where that person is with their skills, right? Yes. Yep. And it's so important on this path. It is. And well, and it's important to feel that support. Yeah. You know, it's important to feel supported in that way where yeah. doing this work, there are times where, you know, we, we, we always will run into, you know, a wall here and there. Mm-hmm. And to have that, to have that person that's been doing this for so many decades and, and, you know, guiding you and, and feeling like, okay, you know, I can here, take my hand. I got you. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a really great feeling. So I'm, I'm really excited for that for you. Thank you. I mean, I, what I really enjoy about it is being supportive to people. And that's my, my sole intention of where I'm coming from is support. Um, not just on the ground level of like, let me give you the resources of what to study and, you know, what are the facts and what do you need to know? But more, I want to be emotionally supportive to them. I'm a cancer sun sign myself. So this really fits my sign. Oh, but completely. <laughs> so it's like, I want to provide that, um, you know, mentoring, nurturing, emotional support to boost people. Because I, I feel like a lot of the the people who come to me are just at that place of not having quite enough confidence in themselves yet. And what I want to try to give them is a sense of, you know, you got this, like, I, I trust you. Mm -hmm. I trust your skills. You're better than you think you are. Mm -hmm. That's the hundred percent. The case Uh with everybody I've worked with is they're better at it than they think they are. Yes. And I'm there to tell them that, you know, that is so true. And it's so beautiful to have that because, you know, when I got started in the last couple of years, Mm-hmm. to feel what it feels like when somebody believes in you at a point where you don't quite believe in yourself just yet. Yeah. That strength and that power that they're just holding the space for. They're holding the space for you. They see mm-hmm. it in you. And, you know, you probably do too, because you wouldn't be where you are if you didn't feel this calling, follow this, you know, path. But yeah, to have that support and that that belief in you is enormous. It's everything. It's everything. It's huge. I mean, mm-hmm. and going back to something you asked me about was um, like, where was the fork in the road? And, you know, when I decided to make this a full-time career, I also had somebody reach out to me that became a mentor of sorts. Uh, he was the publisher of the mountain astrologer and he, he reached out to me And I hadn't had anything published yet, you know, in articles, astrology articles wise. And this was about 2010 and he reached out and and had read my blogs and had listened to my podcast and was interested in my work and prompted me to submit something to the magazine. And then I started working closely with, with he and his wife, uh, Kate and the mountain astrologer and, and working, uh, on their editorial staff. And that's where I got my start publishing articles in a more professional way and also editing articles. And that boost of somebody believing in me and saying, hey, you know, you're doing good work. I want to see more of what you do. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was huge. And that really is what precipitated me deciding, okay, I'm going all all in Mm -hmm. on the astrology. Awesome. So, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. What can you tell everybody, those who are interested in astrology, been working at it, they know the charts, they know the houses, the symbols, what can you advise people who are looking to take it to the next step? Yeah, I think that um, there, if you are at a kind of a beginnery place to start with, there is so much great free information out there. The problem sometimes is there's so much, it's hard to know what's good and what's right. Sure. So there are a lot of great free podcasts. There's uh, also Astrology University, which is run by a friend and colleague of mine, Tony Howard. And uh, that is just a great resource for people to uh, take classes and really immerse themselves in astrology. 
great teachers there. Um, so it comes, you know, you can do a formal course through that, or you can do uh, kind of this one-off webinars. So, I mean, those are a couple of things that I can think of right off the top of my head. You know, there's also books, although I find a lot of people now have trouble with, with, this is kind of sad, but like the attention span it takes to sit and read tomes of books. Like I have a reading list of books that I recommend. You can find it on my site, but still, you know, a lot of people don't learn best that way anymore. And I honor that some people learn more audio, you know, well via audio or webinars than via books. And that's, that's great too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So I I'd say investigate the free things that are out there before you even need to invest money. And then you can take the next step. If you're really serious into like taking webinars and classes and there's audio you can get from astrology conferences and things of that nature that on topics that you're interested in. And there's so many great writers in this field that are doing regular blog posts, you know, and they're the ones that, I mean, you can find them pretty easily by just Googling certain astrology topics. Yeah. Sure. Gather what you can for free and then kind of incrementally go up from there with what you would invest in more advanced materials. Excellent. Excellent. You also have a very good podcast called Let's Get Real Astrology. I love listening to it because oh, thanks. it is, you guys are so easy to listen to. And it's just, it, it's engaging and it's thought provoking and, and, it, and it gets you to really understand what it all means. And you guys really have a way of explaining all of this where it's not overwhelming. It's so easy to take in. So um, I appreciate that. I love that. And I want you to talk a little bit more about your podcast. Yeah. Um, so we started this podcast just over a year ago. It's it's uh, Let's Get Real Astrology. And it's my friend, Katie Sloan, who is also an astrologer. And I, um, I have to say, she's the one that uh, prompted me to, to do it because I was like, I had done a podcast before many years ago. And um it's a lot of work as you are are finding out, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot of work. And I was reticent to invest that time again, you know, but I have to say, this has been so easy and so fun uh, to do it with her because we've been friends for 12 years. We have these conversations at least once a month anyway, because we used to have a tradition for like 10 years of our friendship to get together for coffee and just talk about life and astrology and what's going on um, with the stars and with our lives. And I think she had the light bulb moment of why don't we just do record the <laughs> record these conversations and we'll yes. make it into a podcast essentially. And it's a little more formalized than that, but I mean, you've heard it. It, it is very real. And um, I mean, they're swearing and there's, you know, real life stuff and we're just, I know we're just being spicy like we are, but uh, it's, it is definitely uh, just a good conversation between friends who both know astrology and use it as a language to understand our lives. And so we've covered various topics like, you know, Mercury retrograde. We did a whole series in the fall on the outer planet transits, which are they're good for everyone to know about because totally. it's very likely you have gone through one or you are going through one at some point and in your you life. And you for sure will go through You will go through one. one. <laughs> yes, most likely. Yes. Most likely. So there's these three, you know, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. When one of those planets hits something important in your chart, it's going to last a long time. That's why these transits are important. It's going to last. A Pluto transit is three years. Neptune's two years and Uranus is about a year and a half of a transit. And it can happen at any point in your life. It doesn't, it's not necessarily related to age, although some of them are in the midlife range that happen for everybody. Yeah, we that's some of the things that we've talked about, just helping people to ground this stuff in real life, because I feel like there is a lot. Of, of astrology material that can sound very abstract yes. and dry and like hard to yes. relate to. So we really strive to make it real, hence the title. Yeah. And so just, just so everybody knows, can you explain what a transit is? 
Sure. Yeah. So transit is when a planet in the sky, as it's moving, it is affecting or making what's called an aspect to something in your chart. It's connecting to that natal planet in your birth chart. So it's cosmic weather that's happening now as it is affecting you specifically. So we're all going through transits all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, everything that's happening out there in the sky right now is somewhere in your chart. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of, is it, you know, Pluto squaring your sun right now, or is it, you know, Neptune trining your moon? Um, you could have some or none of those things going on at this particular moment, but you're going to have some transits happening. I can guarantee mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So in one of our sessions a few years ago now, um, you were explaining mm-hmm. to me that I had a Uranus transit and Uranus is a planet, the planet right. of sudden and unexpected changes, right? which don't necessarily have to be bad. Nope. You know, they don't have to be bad at all. Right. In this particular instance, my world was basically caved in. <laughs> Yes. Now, had I had this information beforehand, I would have been able to make different choices. Mm -hmm. And I love coming out of a session with you like that, having this information, bringing what is subconscious into the conscious, like you said. Yeah, it's it's fabulous. You know, there are just so many aha moments that can be derived from having somebody like you explain our blueprint and what it means and combined with what's yeah. happening out there today and like the the cosmic weather that we're going to be going through like talking when I said earlier it's like is the road going to be smooth and sunshiny and a straight long shot or is it going to be going through a, mm-hmm. a, a hurricane over floods and a boat with a hole in it right know? exactly <laughs> Exactly. Well, even like in your example, sometimes it's even helpful to know after the fact when something has been Mm -hmm. happening, Mm -hmm. because sometimes people breathe a sigh of relief and feel validated. Like, oh my God, like I thought it was just me. Am I, you know, that I was going crazy. But if, if you understand that there's a timing and a season and a cycle to things Mm -hmm. and, and that also, if you're in the middle of something, it, it will end Mm -hmm. this too shall pass. Mm that can be really helpful. Extremely. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a short duration or it's a longer duration, but you're going to get through it. Right. Yeah. And within that perceived difficult period, mm-hmm. there are the trines that are helpful. Mm-hmm. And you describe, you know, what is potential if you focus over here rather than focusing on the struggle or Right. I, I, I frame it as um, opportunity periods and there's always those, there are always those two. I mean, Jupiter is the planet that's most associated with opportunities and good luck and benevolent energies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not always going to bring the goodies because I think, you know, it's a little overblown what Jupiter does, you know, what some people believe about it. But I, I do think if you're willing to, again, take some risks and go for the the big apple, then you're likely to get it during a Jupiter time. So I, I balance, you know, in a reading, those kinds of things in with the challenging stuff, because we always have some challenging stuff too, and say, okay, yeah, you have these challenges, but you also have these opportunities. Completely. So let's lean into those opportunities, right. Mm-hmm. And go with the flow of the easy stuff to yeah. mitigate yeah. some of the difficulty of the hard stuff. That's good stuff. That's really good yeah. stuff. Who inspires you? Who inspires me? Wow. You know, I'm very inspired by creativity. Mm-hmm. And so it's one of, you know, it's it's a passion within astrology for me always to be creating. That's why I like to write blog posts and why I create the podcast of why uh, the, the act of doing a reading itself is a creative act. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So each, each reading itself is for me, it's this individualized piece of artwork, you know, that I'm giving to a person. Right. I mean, not, you know, I, I don't mean that in an arrogant way, no. but it is how it feels. To mm-hmm. me. It's like, this is, you know, I'm crafting something unique and specific and individual. And so it's a very creatively fulfilling thing for me to do. Um, what also inspires me 
is uh, writers and authors who do creative work, um, novelists, you know, and that's also something I have a calling to, to want to do and explore is to write fiction. So it really, but if you say like what inspires me, it's creativity, it's people taking the risk to put themselves out there in very bold ways. Yes. Um, that there's never a guarantee oh, of not. it being received or it being appreciated mm-hmm. or it being met with, you know, a good reception. It's just what you have to do yes. to feel alive. Yes. And that's what I want people to do and like to realize about themselves. And I think what I'm always trying to get across in a reading is how can you tap into your own creativity? Yes. Because you wouldn't believe the number of people who say to me when I say something about creativity in their chart, they think they're not creative. Mm -hmm. They say, I'm not creative. I don't, I don't do any of that kind of stuff. It's like everybody is innately creative. Yes. We are creators. Yes. Oh, you know, this whole conversation has had me in chili bumps from head to toe. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's, you're, you're pinging the right notes, the right chords. It's so true. Yeah. It's so true. This is a big issue right now because I feel like, and you're probably seeing this in your readings too. And you've probably seen this theme come up a lot just in doing, um, in doing mediumship mm-hmm. is that, you know, the, I think that creativity for people is one of the biggest blocks that they have to their own happiness and fulfillment and the thing that can save us yes, as people and as a species is step into your own creativity, yes. your own path, whatever that is for you. Yes. Um, what gives you joy to make, to create, to pursue, right? Yep. And uh, it's, it can be, I'm very loosely defining creativity here. I'm not saying it's painting or dancing or writing poetry. Those are ways, Mm -hmm. but that's not the kind of creativity I'm talking about. I'm talking about you using your essence to, uh, and knowing your essence enough to then be able to express it out there in the world and share and share Mm -hmm. and share. And I think that all of my heroes of my life, you know, have been people who are um, able to do that with like reckless abandon. Like yes. they just share of themselves, no matter how quirky or weird they are, yes. you know, without a fear. lot of the, <laughs> exactly. Unapologetically. Like, they just, they're, yeah. they just, they're out there. Here I am. Yep. <laughs> Here I am. And I'm, well, it's a very Leo kind of archetype mm-hmm. actually, you know, oh, sure. bringing it to your chart for a second. Yep. I mean, you know, a lot about this being a Leo son that if you don't creatively express yourself, your, your life force will wither. You'll get very depressed. Depressed. Oh, completely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to have a creative outlet as a Leo. It's imperative. It's like a light, it's a a life or death kind of situation on a soul level. It's very true. Yeah. And having experienced, you know, depression and anxiety for most of my life, Mm -hmm. I can look back and recognize those times where uh, I wasn't doing anything creative. I wasn't mm-hmm. feeling my spirit. I wasn't yeah. really, you know, um, tapping into my core soul. And, yeah. and, you know, I think that comes with life experience, you know, that comes with life experience yeah. for all of us, but, but um, yeah, for, for what you're referring to the Leo and the creativity and yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think it's, this is a good thing to point out too, is that we all have all of the archetypes within us. We all have all of the signs yes. and all of the planets, not to get too confusing about it, but even if you don't have a Leo sun in your chart, or you don't have any Leo planets in your chart, you still have that Leo archetype mm-hmm. of the create the creative and the artist. And um, so we can all tap into these things. Yes. Right. And we need to, in order to be fully integrated humans. Mm-hmm. Completely. Yeah. You know, and creativity, somebody might be the most amazing, loving, nurturing, caring, 
role model for children. Mm-hmm. And that taking it to the children, you know, mm-hmm. might not seem creative, like, you know, mm. painting a canvas or writing music or, or singing on a stage, you know what I'm saying? But, right. but that in its own self is tapping into their own creativity where they, mm-hmm. you know, recognize this within themselves and then they share that aspect of themselves, empowering all of those and inspiring all of those that they're touching. Even if it's little kids, yeah. you know, even if it's little kids, yep. because they feel it. That's the first thing they're mm-hmm. aware of is their feelings, you know, that, that they feel it. And that's huge for one's development. And um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, speaking of, you know, whether it's art or whatever, creation is creation. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's sharing of yourself. And um, it's also that principle of what is play. Um, like as adults, we lose touch with that yes. concept of playing. And to me, that's what creativity is as well. It's whatever feels like play to you Mm -hmm. is often how I describe it in my readings. And that's how I I kind of try to get people back in touch with what that word means. You know, if I am talking to someone with Big Leo in their chart and they don't have any uh, idea what their creative outlet is or should be, I'm like, well, what feels like play to you? Right. What feels playful and that when you're doing it, you're completely in the moment and it's fun. Mm-hmm. It is that simple. It is that simple. You know? And it could be anything. Mm-hmm. It could be anything. Anything. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's something that is really missing in our culture is creativity for creativity's sake. Not and and here's where we can say what's the shadow side of that archetype of that, you know, Leo archetype is doing it for attention. Yes. Or with the expectation of applause. Yes. That's where it becomes tainted. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. If you have that expectation, of course, Leo needs some applause. You know, that's we we want to yes. give you that. <laughs> but <laughs> it's good to get it. And and yet if you're hooked on it, yes, then it becomes toxic. Mm-hmm. And I think if you you see that shadow in our culture as well is like, you know, people that want all the focus on them and it's a me, me, me. And especially on like social media, Mm -hmm. uh, you can see that then that sucks the joy and the innocence out of the creativity. Mm -hmm. Yes. That it really isn't honest creativity. Right. Do you have any final thoughts you want to impart with people? Any uh, words of wisdom? I would say that there is always something that you can get from the wisdom of astrology just by paying attention to what's going on in the sky right now. Even if you don't know your own chart, there are collective things going on in the cosmic weather. I write about some of these things at my website. For example, we just had Jupiter go into the sign of Aries and that's happening in the cosmic weather, it, you know, it applies to the collective that this is a theme, you know, that we're going through right now. So you can pay attention to things like that. If you're new to astrology, or even if you aren't, and you want to go deeper with it, start tuning into what the cosmic weather is right now. Where are the planets, you know, in what signs are they to uh, understand the themes of the times that we're in and get your own individual grasp on the lessons that are available to us, because then you can walk in this world more consciously. Um, And so, for example, that Jupiter and Aries piece, you know, Jupiter is about where we're expanding and growing into new territory, and it tends to magnify whatever sign it touches, the archetype of that sign. And Aries is a very fiery, assertive, go-get-em sign right? It's about new beginnings. It's the first sign of the Zodiac. Mm -hmm. So it's a fire sign yourself. You're probably vibing with this uh, Jupiter energy right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, get it going, get it started. So this is a good time. Jupiter stays in a sign about a year. This year ahead is really good for starting things, for getting them going, for taking action. Um, It's going to bring you good luck and support in that. And uh, taking those risks, right? I've been, it feels like I've said risk a lot in this podcast. And it's probably because 
Jupiter's in Aries right now. And it's prompting that idea to get out there is that we all need to take risks and to stop being so afraid of, mm-hmm. of doing things in our lives. That, Amen. You know? Yeah. And I'm Amen. sure you're seeing mm-hmm. that theme too. in your readings It's like, yeah, you know, Completely. it's coming through. So, so that's the wisdom I would like to impart to people is pay attention to what's going on in the stars, whether, whether you follow my blog posts or my newsletters or somebody out there's like so many good people and writers out there in astrology. Um, and really uh, use it to help you make more informed choices in your own life. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So all of you out there, if you have any ideas for yourself, you've been pinged, you've had these really great ideas, mm-hmm. act on them. Yeah. Take that inspiration as divine inspiration and know that right now, like Dina was just describing with Jupiter in Aries, that's a, that's a really wonderful opportunity set up for us to move forward and in, in, in with strength and courage. Mm-hmm. So Dean, I want to thank you so much for being here with me today. This has been so much fun. Yes. And I want you guys to follow Dina at dinadecastro.com. Take a look at her information. Those of you who are working on astrology that might want to take it to the next level, Dina's your gal. She's amazing. Those of you that want to know a little bit more about who you are and why you're here and where you're going and what's going on, serious, talk to Dina and, and have some readings with her. Get the sole purpose reading. Talk to her every year like I do. It's so helpful. And, and it's it, it sets yourself up for success in that next year. Well, thank you so much, Jeff. It's been an absolute delight being on with you. And I really appreciate your having me on. Thank you so much. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> oh, this was fun. It was so fun. Thank you again for listening to the Something Super Spiritual Podcast. If you know someone who would enjoy this episode, please do share it with a friend. For show notes, links, and to purchase a mediumship reading, my website is somethingsuperspiritual.com. You can also easily subscribe and follow the show on your favorite app, sign up for my newsletter for bonus content, and to keep the conversation going, you can easily join the Facebook community. It's all right there at the website, somethingsuperspiritual.com. Signing off for now, namaste. Namaste.